fisting felicitations, spooky people. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. <laughs> and this is your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my, my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. sense in a second i promise but those few <laughs> seconds the, yeah the few seconds leading up to it may be a bit confusing for our, our our listeners at home i it will make sense i promise but there is a reason we're talking about fisting today oh god <laughs> i i think it's fun to talk about fisting i i mean to each their own <laughs> i mean i'm not saying i necessarily want to participate but i can certainly I can certainly enjoy talking about it. That's fine. I just, I don't know. It's the thought of, that's that's a lot for me. <laughs> Lesbians fist, don't they? Yes, they do. So it's not that, it's not a foreign thing. No, I didn't mean, I wasn't speaking for all of lesbian, though. I was only speaking for me. We are lesbians and we came here to deny this allegation. <laughs> <laughs> Sam so, Baxter, the representative of every lesbian everywhere ever. <laughs> I have business cards. You should, and they should say exactly that. Sam Baxter, the representative of every lesbian everywhere ever. <laughs> But see, now I have to tell people when I'm speaking for the collective, the royal we, as opposed to just myself. The royal we. Do you yes. think that's what they call Queen Elizabeth's toilet? I hope so. <laughs> I the really royal hope we. they do. <laughs> Well, kids, welcome to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. We are very excited to be here. I, I hope you are all very excited to hear about our, uh, our announcement in this week's microsode, that was all of a minute long. Um, I'm very excited about it. Are you excited to be reviewing The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? I've been waiting. I've been <laughs> I I was on board with this from the very beginning. So I'm I'm super stoked that we're going to start next week. I I have nothing else. I'm happy that I get to watch it again. You know what? I wouldn't be totally against the idea of us doing a like a watch along. At some point. I wouldn't I wouldn't be against that either. If nothing else, and not for nothing, not that you guys will be watching with us, but feel free to like watch the episode ahead of every Monday. <laughs> like you you know perfectly well what we're gonna be doing. We've given you you have 10 weeks worth of warning now. Except we're going to do them all out of order. <laughs> I'm going to start with episode four. Episode 12. It's ours. Are there 12 episodes or is it 10? I think there's 10. Fuck. I fucked up the joke right off the bat. All I had to do was pick a number. <laughs> no, I believe there are 10 episodes. So that's ten, 10 weeks worth of spooky crap for you guys to hear every Monday. Well, I tried. Um, that is very exciting, though. I'm very excited to watch The Haunting of Hill House again. I haven't watched it since it first came out. Have you? I haven't, I haven't either. I started rewatching it kind of when we first said that we were going to do this. And then... Went, why am I watching this now? I'm going to forget it by the time we actually go to do it. <laughs> I should just wait. Be I patient. should just wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a very patient person. I'm not either. So it's like, <laughs> I, was, I was ready to dive in. I'm like, I'll be on episode five. It'll be fine. I'll remember everything funny that I was going to say. It'll be totally fine. <laughs> I would and then you sit down in front of the microphone and you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> I have no idea what I was going to say. Half the time, I'll think of something. I'll be like, oh, this is a topic I want to talk about on today's episode. And I'll sit down and literally within like five minutes, it's gone. I have no idea what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I, I just like, I don't have a, I think people think I have a good memory because I, I sing songs and I, I do like 
sketches and and film stuff and and plays but my memory is garbage i can't remember anything i can i i can't even remember half the time i can't tell you how many times i've had like a spastic moment where I don't know what to do because I'm like, I really can't remember whether or not I took my insulin this morning. Oh no. <laughs> I'll be like, well, I could not take it and risk, you know, my blood sugar going like crazy high, or I could take it and risk like going into a diabetic coma. <laughs> so there's there's never a good answer. For no. This. <laughs> That's life with diabetes when you have dementia, kids. Um, I I do. I have a terrible memory. But that's why I'm excited that we're going to watch the episodes every week. Um, and we're going to review them. And we're going to talk about them. And we're going to make jokes. And we're going to have a good time. I'm very excited. And I'm going to skip most of episode two for reasons that you will all figure out when you watch it. I don't remember what happens in episode two. Just go to Does the Dog Die? <laughs> There's actually a website called DoesTheDogDie.com. Yes. Halloween is on it. Yes, many, many, many movies are. It's also, it's not just, um, it's not just abuse to animals anymore. It's also things like sexual assault and stuff like that. So if you're one of those pr- people who r- really have a problem with a specific topic, if you go to Does the Dog Die, you can usually find out whether or not it's going to get addressed. I feel like they should expand the title then. Uh, I guess it got famous under Does the Dog Die, so they want to just, they want to keep it there. Mm, I guess I get that. It makes sense. I just feel like Does the Dog Die isn't a good descriptor for sexual assault. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really terrible euphemism. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it covers a wide range of topics. It also will tell you things like whether or not people smoke it or they do drugs or drink in there. Like, it's... Smoke? It, yeah. Do Some people, people need, have a problem with, with Do people that. need a, tr- a trigger warning for smoking? I guess some people do. I don't... I don't know. I don't... I try not to judge other people's lives if they really have a problem or if they don't want their kids to see a movie where someone smokes, like... I try not to be too judgmental as well, but I feel like smoking is like... <laughs> people... But someone could be smoking on the sidewalk in front of your building. Yeah, and there are people who will make really obnoxious fake coughing noises as they walk past that person. (laughs) Which isn't passive-aggressive at all, Karen. (laughs) Miss Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that seems strange to me. Although I get get the idea of including other things like sexual assault and um, violence and and domestic violence and, and things like that. That makes sense to me. I get including those. And and animal violence, obviously, like, I think animal violence upsets anyone. For some reason, in the last, like, few months, th- there are people on Facebook who have been sharing videos of, like, animal abuse. Why? And because they're like, this person is awful. And I'm like, yeah, but guess what's just as awful? You fucking sharing the video of them hurting these animals. And it makes me so angry. I'm like, do not share this. Why would you do this? Write a status that's like, I just saw an awful video of a dog being abused and no one should share it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the only status you need to write (laughs) in response to an animal violence video. Well, there was that whole there was a there was a Netflix documentary. It was called Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, yes. And like I had like three people tell me, oh, you have to watch this. And I'm like, no, because they're going to show the fucking video. They they show parts of it. To be fair, they as far as I remember, you never actually see the violence against the animals, but it, it is it is graphic. And I get why. I get why it's graphic because it's it's a documentary, so they want to show you how horrible the video was that this person did without showing you the worst part of it. But um, it is, I will say that is a, that is certainly footage that would require a a content warning. Which is why, like, I sit here going, like, I don't want to see that. Like, like, I get, I get the gist. (laughs) Like, I'm fine. Like, I I mean, they show it 
only a, a, a couple of times. Like it, it it's not like it's not like littered throughout the series. It's like yeah, and I think twice they show videos. It's fine. I don't have a problem with the fact that they do it. I just have no desire at all yeah. to see it. Like it's not <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> like like I just don't need that. But speaking of violence against animals, <laughs> <laughs> let's jump right into uh, our topic of the day, shall we? Yes, let's. <laughs> because it is kind of oddly appropriate. Animal does face quite a bit of violence. I mean, he's the perpetrator of most of it. Of violence, yes. <laughs> our topic today, kids, is probably the gayest thing that's ever been made. It is <laughs> the Muppets. We we decided because of everything in in quarantine we would be doing. So, I just heard like strange noises. I heard that too through the phone. Right. You it heard that. It, sound, right? it sounded honestly. It sounded probably like like a police siren or something like that up the street. Oh, I didn't. I, my uh, my <laughs> headphones are a little bit distorted at the moment, so it sounded like people like wailing, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> no, I think it was. I think it was a siren. <laughs> we got an EVP on my spooky gay family. <laughs> that is what it's called, right? An EVP. Yes. Yes, yes it is. Yes, we got an EVP. You heard it here first, kids. We got an EVP of the local police department here, <laughs> here on my spooky gay family. Um, sorry, I don't remember what the... Oh, the gayest thing ever made, the Muppets. Yay, the, the Muppets. Muppets. We love the Muppets. We decided that since uh, things in quarantine were getting so heavy and dark, we would do some lighthearted episodes for you. That's why we did uh, Disney last week. It's why we're doing the Muppets this week. And we will get back, obviously, to some horror very soon. But we wanted to talk about some lighthearted shit because we're like going stir crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there, there's enough happening right now. I'm going to talk about the Muppets. Did you see? And I don't I hope it I, I don't. I don't want to say I hope it was real, but I saw a USA Today article today that Trump unveiled the flag for Space Force. I didn't see that. <laughs> I, I haven't been watching the news. I've been like, <laughs> I don't know if it was real. I will preface this by saying I don't know if it was real. But if it was, I, I was like, we have officially become an episode of The Simpsons. Like we are we are officially like on South Park. <laughs> As if we needed any further proof. I know. How much worse could it have gotten? Um, so, yes. Please don't say we're... that. It's only May. <laughs> it's only we... May and 2020 is a vindictive bitch. 2020 must have been so fucking pissed. I don't know what we did to 2020 that she is just real unhappy. I, I don't know. It's just something. <laughs> She's pissed off about all the hindsight jokes. I don't. 2020 definitely has an asymmetrical bob and oversized sunglasses. Like that is 2020 <laughs> in a fucking nutshell. 2020 is not happy and it wants to speak to a manager. <laughs> uh, but do you know who doesn't have an asymmetrical bob? Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I uh, let's let's jump into the Muppets, shall we? Because I am very excited to talk about the Muppets. Um, I, I, I there are so many different things I love about the Muppets, from the kind of like touching, wonderful moments of the Muppets to the farcical comedy of the Muppets to uh, the people who interact with the Muppets. <laughs> there is no bad part of a Muppet movie. Um, so we're going to jump right in. Why Why do you love the Muppets? I love the fact that Jim Henson went, let's make a vaudeville troupe, but make them like bears and frogs and pigs and shit. <laughs> like, and some like, indeterminate species. <laughs> and some that are just like clearly Ikea rugs come to life. Literally, like, Ikea, <laughs> this is the Svenborgen. Yes. <laughs> with legs and arms and a smile. <laughs> no, it's just like the Muppets are like the biggest like hippie fucking like i i just love everything about it it's, it's just it's like an acid trip but it's kid friendly especially what's her name in the in the rock band that's like oh janice 
Janice, I couldn't think of her name. I wanted to call her Prudence, and I was like, I know it's not Prudence, but no. it's like it's like a name like that. It's like a Janice or a Prudence or a. Uh, I think it's Janice. It might just be Jan. No, I think it's Janice. I think okay. you're right. It's Janice. Full stop. We didn't do any research before we started this episode. <laughs> We're talking purely from our memories. So there's going to be a lot of misinformation. Just be prepared. About the Muppets. About the Muppets. <laughs> we don't know anything. There's literally, <laughs> there is no shortage of knowledge that we don't know when it comes to the Muppets. Um, I love... Uh, let, let's start at the very beginning of the Muppets. The name Muppet was an invention of Jim Henson's. Yes. And it was because, wasn't it because the first Muppet was made out of a mop? I feel like that's a myth. I, f I feel like I read somewhere that he just kind of liked the way the m word Muppet sounded. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I always heard that it was like mop puppet Muppet. Maybe. I, I, I mean, it's entirely possible, but like... I feel like that's also a thing that I might have read on like IMDb somewhere. They're like, that's not true. <laughs> and some 12 year old came up with it and they were like, Tee -hee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? But I do know that the Muppets were the invention of Jim Henson and through the Muppet because he was a puppeteer. Yes. And he uh, he created these these Muppets and they went on to be very successful in the 70s. And 80s even. Sometimes, and honestly, some, a bit of a resurgence in the 90s. They did have a resurgence in the 90s, although they kind of fell off after the end of The Muppet Show for a little bit. They did. But, but now, then, I mean, now they're kind of making a comeback, which is sad because so many of the voices uh, are no longer with us. So it's just Frank Oz and a bunch of strangers. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of on a little hiatus right now. Like they had two movies that did okay. And they had a show on ABC for a little while. That was like a direct ripoff of the office mm. and which everybody panned, but I actually enjoyed, you know, I never watched it. What, I thought it like, was funny. What was the premise? It was the it was Muppet show behind the scenes. It was essentially Miss Piggy had a late night talk show. And they were doing like the office style hijinks of like, like Gonzo and like Rizzo, Rizzo. were writers <laughs> and like Kermit's the executive producer. Like, like it was, it was very, it was the office, but like it's not. <laughs> and I love the office, by the way, I have been, I have watched it probably about six or seven times all the way through. But like, I thought it was funny. I know most people didn't think it was funny. And I think some of it was the fact that it really wasn't like aimed at kids anymore or it didn't feel yeah. like it was. I mean, a premise like that really isn't meant for kids, I guess, because I mean, anytime you have puppets, well, <laughs> with the exception of uh, that, that movie that just came out. <laughs> what and was like it? Avenue Q, yeah. Uh, and Avenue Q. Anytime you have a movie like that, you're going to kind of attract children but having it be that style is kind of sophisticated for for young people I think although I don't want I don't want to say that it's impossible but I do feel like it was kind of aimed at people of our generation and the generation before us who grew up with the Muppets and really loved them yeah and they it kind of delivered on that it's just I I don't think there was quite enough to sustain it unfortunately it's hard for me to say because I didn't watch it. Yeah. Was it funny? I thought it was funny. I, I thought it I thought it was decent. Like it's not it was a sitcom. It was a sitcom with the Muppets and that that was fine for me. Mm -hmm. I just hope that they get a new project soon because the Muppets are too good a thing to like just stay in <laughs> to just stay in the prop closet, so to speak. I do agree, but I will say this. The Muppets barely survive without Jim Henson. I think the day Frank Oz retires, the Muppets are over. Like, you can't do the Muppets without Frank Oz. Is he still doing he like, did, Piggy? He did Piggy in, uh, in the most recent movies, I do believe. I, I believe. I shouldn't say I know. But I'm pretty sure that, uh, that he did do Miss Piggy in the which is also one of my favorite things about the Muppets is that Miss Piggy and Yoda are the same voice. <laughs> <laughs>
That is like, in what world should Miss Piggy and Yoda share really much of anything? Well, apparently one of my favorite um, behind the scenes things from Star Wars is that one day Frank Oz brought the Miss Piggy puppet in (laughs) and did and like hopped her out on Dagobah and didn't tell anyone he was going to do it. So Mark Hamill was sitting there like ready to deliver his lines to Yoda and turned and there was Miss Piggy there. So that's apparently a thing. That's apparently a thing that really happened to Mark Hamill. That is like a dream come true. Could you could you imagine meeting Miss Piggy? I I couldn't imagine meeting Miss Piggy, no, because Miss Piggy's a puppet. You know what? What? I don't think that Frank Oz did the most recent Muppet movies. Huh. Are you doing research right now? Is that what's happening? I am. I'm on IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at and I don't see the most recent Muppet movies. Although what's funny is he is still doing... Um, <clears throat> voiceover work and even acting work. He was in Knives Out. Um, but like he's been doing acting work as recently as 2019, but he's not doing the the Muppets anymore. I wonder if it's because after uh, Jim Henson passed away, he doesn't really want to keep doing it without I mean, his friend. He definitely did Miss Piggy, though, in like a Muppet Christmas Carol, which was after Jim Henson died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder why he didn't participate in the new ones then. Does anyone know? Write into us right now and let us know if you know why. (laughs) Right now before we're finished recording, just so we have the answer right now. (laughs) Yeah, if you can let us know exactly why um, uh, Frank Oz is not doing the Muppets anymore, I need to know. I actually need to know. I mean, I would imagine I would imagine it's kind of a hard gig to continue doing the older you get. Like that's a lot of like kneeling down and like holding your hand up and like But I don't think he was a puppeteer. I think he was I think he was just a voice. No, I think he did both. Did he? Yeah. I believe all of the original Muppeteers did both. They both worked the puppet and did the voice. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, like send send in hateful emails. But like, I really think that <laughs> the the original Muppet sort of ensemble cast, like, yeah, no, they were all puppeteers and doing voices at the same time. And I'm some gonna, of those puppets take like three people to work. Uh, many of them do. I'm going to trust you, but skeptically. OK. <laughs> <laughs> so That's not. That's where I am on this one at the moment. I don't That's know. Fair. I don't know if I'm totally in, but I've got like a foot and a half in this box. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Oz, I do think, is kind of. Um, he is very much a part of what brings the Muppets to life. Well, yes, you think? he's a puppeteer. No, but I mean, like. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't mean it. just like brings them to life like he he is part of what makes them so lovable because Frank Oz is the voice of a so many of them. And B, uh, he he is just so like lovable and the characters he creates are so lovable <laughs> and so memorable. I mean, like Miss Miss Piggy doing her karate chops or something that that I looked up to fervently as a small child. <laughs> I I mean, I think any drag queen will tell you that they aspire to be Miss Piggy. I mean, Miss Piggy is essentially a drag queen. Like, in a weird way, Frank Oz is a drag queen because his alter ego is both a puppet and clearly the most feminine thing that exists in this world, which is Miss Piggy. (laughs) In the world. Yes. (laughs) My favorite favorite Miss Piggy moment is in... um, uh, Muppet Family Christmas <laughs> and we will get to Muppet Family Christmas <laughs> yes. because it is my favorite Muppet movie of all time but um, is when she's doing the photo shoot when she's trying to explain to Kermit why she can't 
would leave to come to the the cottage for Christmas. And she's like, oh, I have to, I have to do this photo shoot. And she like goes behind the column and like kicks her leg out from one side of the column and like leans back out the other. And it's like the puppeteering is so spectacular in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, do that kissy face. And she's like, me, me, me. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's so good it's so good um what is your favorite muppet movie i think i'm going to have to say muppet treasure island i think it's my favorite one i, I mean, like the, the adaptations i do love the adaptations and i think muppet treasure island is the best adaptation it's Granted, a remarkably faithful adaptation (laughs) to treasure island (laughs) shockingly faithful (laughs) that's kind of the beauty of it is that like there was a time in like the 80s and 90s when these kind of parody movies were dealing with classic literature and classic stories and they were being very faithful to them in a lot of ways but they were sending them up in such a like funny smart way like it's kind of the same way like the Mel Brooks movies are. Yeah. Like Dracula Dead it's and Loving It and Young Frankenstein. It's like, it's a very smart adaptation, but it's farcical. So it's like, <laughs> you you kind of have to love it. And um, I, I definitely think that that is true of Muppet Treasure Island. I, I just love the fact that the rats are on a cruise ship the entire time. Like they're, they're treating <laughs> it like a cruise ship the entire time. That's like my favorite running gag in a Muppet movie ever because it's just all of Treasure Island is happening around them. And you just have like Joe and Becky from Jersey who are there like on their honeymoon. <laughs> and they're, they're in like the flowered shirts and the cameras and the sandals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got cabin fever. We've got cabin fever. <laughs> also, cabin fever. Tim Curry is in this movie and as is Jennifer Saunders and like, i always forget that jennifer saunders is in it until but honestly that part of the movie is probably my favorite part in the beginning (laughs) with uh 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 what's his name i've been trying to think of it for the last two minutes so don't look at me god damn it all right we're gonna have to go to imdb (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love this actor too is it billy bones Billy Bones is the name of the is the name of the character. Well, that's what I was asking. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the name of the actor. <laughs> no, I was asking about the name because I was character. trying to think of the actor's name. Uh, no, uh th- his name is Billy Connolly, but there he plays is. Billy Bones. Um, the the parts with Billy Bones are my favorites because Rizzo and and Gonzo are kind of like the storytellers. They're like the narrators. They usually are the way they are in basically every other every other adaptation um and i love it because especially like the scene with the black spot um and 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 all that (laughs) it's all fun and games till someone loses it Ah! (laughs) (laughs) never run with scissors um (laughs) that whole that whole montage in in the end that inspires uh uh what's his name jim to leave is is the best part of the movie. If nothing else, you have Jennifer Saunders in like the world's most ridiculous fat suit, like <laughs> plotting or <laughs> Mrs. Bloveridge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and sh- um, Jennifer Saunders should be in way more things. Jennifer Saunders should be in everything. I know. She was great as the fairy godmother in Shrek. She, everyone knows her from Absolutely Fabulous, which she wrote and produced and starred in as, as Eddie. Edina <laughs> <laughs> Monsoon, yes. Edina Monsoon. Um, and in this, obviously, she's very funny. She's the inn owner who, I guess, like owns she, she, Jim yeah. Hawkins. <laughs> yeah. Who, who is his, his guardian, we'll say. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Sort of generously. But um, he's her ward. Yes, it's a very much a Batman and Robin situation. It's not at all like an indentured servitude situation, which it clearly is. Yeah, it's like very clearly she has taken yeah. him on as an indentured servant. Yes, <laughs> but she's in the movie for like three minutes and is one of the best parts of the movie. If for no other reason than watching her like kick Muppets around during the fight scene. 
<laughs> the fight scene is the funniest part of the whole movie because uh, specifically because of Blind Pew. Yes, Blind Pew. <laughs> Who is voiced by Jerry Nelson. Did you know that? I did know that. Jerry Nelson is one of my favorite Muppeteers. He also does Gonzo, I believe. Uh, he does Statler. No, he, he does, does. Dave, that's Dave Gulls. I got that wrong. Yeah, Dave uh, uh, Dave Galls does uh, the great Gonzo. Yes. <laughs> and he also does Honeydew, and he does Waldorf, and he does uh, Zoot. <laughs> but I don't know who Zoot is. <laughs> Zoot is, I believe, the blue guy in the band. Oh, does he ever talk? Uh, he does in some of the newer stuff. He, he, he talks a little bit. So he has like a line here and there. <laughs> also, I didn't realize this, but I guess, um, uh, unfortunately, Jim Henson had passed by the time Muppet Treasure Island came out. Did you yeah. know that Steve Whitmire, the, the guy who does Rizzo, did the voice of Kermit? I did not know that. Isn't that crazy? I never thought, I always thought that, um, that Kermit was voiced by Jim Henson through a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, because Muppet Christmas Carol was the first one that didn't have him. Well, I, it can't be. Because well, I'm, did, I'm pretty sure Treasure this movie Island came come before. Out second, then? Uh, I feel like this might have come out after Muppet Christmas Carol, then. Hold on. I will let you know. Um... I don't know, but they, I mean, they came out right around the same time. It was like. <laughs> they were probably only a year or two apart, I would think. But the. the Christmas Carol came out in 1992. Muppet Treasure Island came out in 96. So Muppet Christmas okay, Carol so did come out first. Lied on all counts. This is why you do research ahead of time, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Whitmire did Kermit in Muppet Christmas Carol as well. I didn't yes. know that. I had no idea. They, he sounds so different. Like, what a what an amazing transformation of voices. <laughs> I can't imagine being that talented. I wish I wish I was that talented. I mean, I wish I was that talented, but I wish for lots of things. So, <laughs> you know. I also love that on IMDb they have the cast is kind of split up. They have the actors who played the Muppets and which Muppets they played, but yeah. they have the Muppets and which character they played in the movie. So it'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like one thing is Dave Gulls plays the great Gonzo. And then it'll say the great Gonzo as Charles Dickens. Like they, <laughs> they have them almost like they're separate people. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, they kind of are. They, they kind of are their own people at this point. Like, that's one of the beautiful things about the Muppets is that they're kind of like transcendent like that. Like, you think of Gonzo as a real person. You don't yeah. think of him as a puppet. He basically is his own person. Gonzo is a person, as far as I'm concerned. Miss Piggy is every person. She is every woman. <laughs> Whitney Houston. <laughs> Whitney Houston stole Miss Piggy's title. <laughs> um... Yes, I will say, uh, going back to what we were talking about, Blind Pew is my favorite part of Muppet Treasure Island. I think the entire thing. Uh, my favorite is when they light the <laughs> they light the gunpowder on fire and everyone's running from the gunpowder and everything's burning and they're all like running yeah. away and the fight is ensuing. And Blind Pew is just kind of like meandering through the chaos. And he goes, I think I smell something burning. No. <laughs> <laughs> The entire inn is on fire. Like everything is on fire. Every, people, Muppets are shooting out of the chimney. Like shit is happening. <laughs> it is utter chaos. And he's wandering through like he's touring Charlie's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love Blind Pew. And I love when he uh, when he leaves the first time and he keeps tripping over the cat. And he's like, yeah. get out of the way, you stupid cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite Muppet? Like. All time? Say in this movie or all time, whichever. It's actually, it's a hard decision. I have two. And I'm going to say I bet both I can guess one of them. Oh, okay, you go ahead. One of them is Sam, the eagle. Uh, no, actually. Really? <laughs> really. I'm, I don't dislike Sam, but he's not my favorite. I think. I my... would have thought he was your favorite. You two are very alike. Oh, thank you. <laughs> in that we're named Sam. 
Well, that, and you also, you are also kind of the leaders of a sinking ship. <laughs> you're, you're the ones who try to regain order in chaos. <laughs> in Sam's Muppet Treasure Island, literally, that. he is the leader of a sinking ship. <laughs> Sam is such a what? No, I was actually, I was, um, I was going to say Rizzo. Rizzo is actually, I think, one of my favorites. I get that. You do like cheese. Thank you. Rizzo loves food. And that is what I most identify with him on. I just, I love the fact that he's so single-minded. Like, he's so persistent. Like, it doesn't... (laughs) (laughs) He's like like the squirrel in Ice Age. He's just like, whatever's happening, Rizzo's going to find food. (laughs) That and And he's the That is what we have in common. Who's your second one? Um, I don't know if, like... I'm just going to say it, and I don't know if anybody will know who I'm talking about, but my f- one of my favorite Muppets is Uncle Deadly. I love Uncle Deadly. Uncle De- <laughs> <laughs> he shows up very rarely, though. He does show up very rarely, which is why like, I, I always feel weird saying he's my favorite Muppet, because everyone looks at me and goes, who the fuck are you talking about? Who the fuck is Uncle Deadly? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but on the original Muppet show, he was the Phantom of the Muppet Theater, and he's he's... <laughs> He was brought on originally for the episode where Vincent Price came on. Was he really? Yes. He was that was origin- the first time he, that, he that appeared? That was the first time he appeared. He appeared with Vincent Price the first time. And then he got sort of his own episode where he was the Phantom of the Muppet Theater. And um, I believe Did he wear a mask? He didn't because he's creepy looking as he is. Uh, yeah, so it's as, fine. Yeah. But, he, but, but I, I mean, him. the Phantom of the Opera was scary looking, but he wore a yes. mask. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't wear a mask, I don't believe. But um, yeah, no, it's it's this whole funny thing where he keeps like popping up and like people see him and they tell Kermit and Kermit doesn't believe them until he sees himself. But the whole (laughs) the whole joke is he's a hammy actor who did really bad one night in Othello and got killed by the critics. (laughs) So he's supposed to be a send up of John Carradine. Oh, I see. Which I, I I love about him. It's, it's very like hammy old school horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously I love Uncle Deadly because he's he was basically tailor made for me. Uncle Deadly is a, kind of a, an easy one to fall in love with. I'll give him that. I do love Uncle Deadly. Um, I don't know if I'd call him a, a particular favorite, but I do love him. Does he appear in Muppet Treasure Island? Um, he. I believe is a background pirate at one point. Hmm. He tends to pop up in the background. He's received, he's actually been experiencing something of a resurgence since Disney bought the Muppets. They've been using <laughs> him a lot more. Um, <laughs> no, because he had a he had a pretty big part in the first new Muppet movie, and then he has like a recurring like he is an actual like character in the weird office send up that they did on ABC. Hmm. He's Miss Piggy's wardrobe assistant, and it's hilarious <laughs> because he just he co- he's just walking around like a bitter old queen trying to keep Piggy in her clothes. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> a bitter old queen trying to keep <laughs> Piggy in her clothes. No. <laughs> yes, but I love Uncle Deadly, and that's the point. I do, I do love Uncle Deadly, and I will give you that. Um, uh. I will say it's very difficult for me to pick a favorite Muppet. Um, I love Sweetums. Well, who doesn't love Sweetums? Sweetums is one of the better ones. (laughs) Uh, I think my favorite, (laughs) I think, don't hold me to this because it'll change in 10 minutes. I think my favorite is uh, the Swedish Chef. I mean, <laughs> gobble gobble humongo. <laughs> oh, but, but. I, he is my favorite. I would love to do a video as the Swedish chef, like the, a drag version of the Swedish chef. I mean, it's basically just tossing stuff around and like speaking gibberish. So I mean, like, it's... <laughs> wouldn't it be great to do a video where you walk around IKEA as the Swedish chef? That would be amazing, and I really kind of hope that they do that eventually, because that would be fucking hilarious. Like, how have the Muppets not done that yet? 
I mean, for all I know, they have because they've been doing like weird little like internet videos like that. So like for all, I, for all I know that there's a fucking video of the Swedish chef walking around with Ikea meatballs. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'll. I, I'll give him that. I, I, I do love the Swedish chef. It's so hard to pick a favorite, though. I especially love the Swedish chef in Muppet Family Christmas. For those of you who don't know. Muppet Family Christmas is uh, a a TV special that came out in the 80s that was um it was a, like a Muppet Christmas movie. It wasn't Christmas Carol. It was just Fozzie uh decides to surprise his mother with all of his friends for Christmas even though she had rented out the house to some other person and uh and his dog. And so all the Muppets well, show it's, up. it's Doc and Sprocket from the Fraggles. Yeah, Doc and Sprocket from the Fraggles. Uh, rent Miss Rent Mama of Bear. Bear, Bear's house, and Fozzie and all of the Muppets show up to surprise her for Christmas, even though she was supposed to be going on vacation. So they all stay, and they get snowed in in this blizzard, and it's like just a Christmas TV special that make you know the Fraggles make appearances, the entire cast of Sesame Street. Um, everyone shows up to this house in the middle of a blizzard and including eventually spoiler alert, Miss Piggy. Um, (laughs) and (laughs) it is, it is like every Christmas, basically December 1st, I turn on Muppet family Christmas and I bake cookies. Like that is how I know it's Christmas time. (laughs) That is, that is how, like literally the day after Thanksgiving, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to uh, watch Muppet Family Christmas and bake Christmas cookies. It is both, like, hilarious and, like, comfortingly wholesome. Mind the icy patch. Exactly. (laughs) 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 Yeah, bark, bark. I love when when Rolf, I'm surprised Rolf isn't your favorite as well. Why? Because (laughs) you had a dog puppet as a child named Rolf. I mean, I I did, but I, I, I don't... I don't know what it is. I just, I, I've always liked Rizzo. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I have to defend my choices. <laughs> you know what's funny? Up until this very moment, I had forgotten about Ralph. Your dog puppet. Yes. <laughs> he was like a white. It, it was the most, looking back on it is a very bizarre looking puppet. But It was, it was a very a, bizarre looking puppet. It was like a white dog with black spots. And long arms, like very long arms. And I think it was designed so that it could like hug you. Like you could like. Yeah, like a small child. Yeah, you could like put it around your back and like its paws would like Velcro around your neck. So it was like hugging you. But I mean, the Velcro wears off in like 10 seconds because it's a kid's toy. And then you just have this dog with like giant arms. <laughs> but he did look a little bit it. like a, a wacky, wobbling, inflatable tube man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a tongue. I remember he, he had a tongue. tongue because we would always like pull on it <laughs> and like pull his mouth inside out. It was I don't know why this just came back to me. Ralph the dog. How appropriate that during the Muppet episode, Ralph would make a comeback. How appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. So my do you have a favorite Muppet movie? Is it Christmas Carol? No, it's Treasure Island. Really? Yeah, because you asked me that already. What's your favorite Muppet movie? Did I? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't listening. It's okay. It was Treasure Island. We talked about it for about 10 minutes. To be fair, I was not paying attention. (laughs) Um, Yes. Quarantine brain is a real thing. It really is. Like, I can't, I can't put a sentence together some days. I I really, honest to God, feel like I, I, and this is, and this compounds exactly what I was saying earlier in the episode about me not having a good memory, even though people think I do. Um, I would have thought it was Muppet Christmas Carol. You love a Muppet Christmas Carol. I love most of the Muppet movies. It's just my favorite one is definitely Treasure Island. Why is it your favorite, though? I think it's Tim Curry. I I, th- I think at the end of the day, it's it has... Tim Curry is Long John Silver. <laughs> like, and the Puppet Sharks. <laughs> 
and the puppet sharks. <laughs> and it's just it's it's so quotable. It's it's that like it's that, you know, <laughs> upstage boys, this is my only number. <laughs> Um, but it, I don't know. I'm, I'm having like, I'm having like a total brain cramp now as to why I like this movie. And this is like, it's like, I will tell you my, I will tell you the, the two parts of the movie I like the best are, um, <laughs> the beginning with blind pew. That is, yeah. he's probably my favorite character in that movie, with the exception of big, fat, ugly, bug-faced baby eating O'Brien. Yes. <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> I always thought that was Shelley Duvall. <laughs> she does kind of look like Shelley she Duvall. She looks like, I mean, her, like a, a little, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, and my other favorite m- moment in the entire movie is <laughs> when Piggy and Kermit are tied up on that cliff and <laughs> and they're like singing that really oh, sweet song to yeah. each other and then the song ends and they're like oh and then the the rope snaps and they fall off the cliff and piggy's like ah! <laughs> <laughs> the piggy scream is the best thing in the entire world I don't know how I'm going to come up with a quote for the end of this show because it's going to be Miss Piggy in some context. I just don't know what it's going to be. I don't know. Based on our performance so far, it should probably be Statler and Waldorf. I know. (laughs) 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 What's your view of these two, Statler? Well, the snowman is ice cold and and the bear is not so hot. Uh, yeah, they were like the kings of dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were Siskel and Ebert. They basically. were. I, I mean, it's they're they're every comedian's nightmare is Sattler and Waldorf. But <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. Um, I. I don't know how to get into this one. Um, okay. <laughs> I love the Muppet Show. Fist first. Fist first. <laughs> <laughs> As with most Muppets, I love the Muppet Show. I'm going to be brutally honest here. Okay. I haven't seen that many episodes of the Muppet Show. That's fair. Like, I have seen a handful. The problem is I have not found them, like, streaming anywhere. And I can't figure out why at all. Like, why doesn't Amazon Prime have The Muppet Show? I'm pretty sure because it's owned by Disney now. But even then, why isn't it on Disney Plus? Is it on Disney Plus? I have no (coughs) idea. I haven't looked for it. I'm kind of curious. I wonder if it's on Disney Plus. It might be. If it is, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> and David's like writing the show that you're directing and producing for two weeks from now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to watch the Muppet Show. Did you have you watched the Muppet Show like in full? I don't know if I've seen every episode. I've definitely seen a lot of them. I've we seen used- a bunch of like the Pigs in Space, and I've seen a bunch of uh, like. Like the three little pigs, the Goldilocks yeah. thing. I watched that. Um, but beyond that, I can't really think of a lot of other things. I've, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of like the the guest videos from right. The Muppet Show. Like when they had special guests um, and they did have like the best special guests of any variety show ever. Yeah, they had like every celebrity that you could possibly want was on The Muppet Show Sh- at like, some point. Cher was on The yeah. Puppet Show. The Puppet Show. The Muppet Show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My brain is literally just like, can we stop now? Like, can we stop thinking <laughs> about things? Um, I, d- I will admit that. Do you have a favorite sketch from the, the Muppet Show? <clears throat> I, I think um, 
I think my favorite is pretty much any time Gonzo had to do like a big death defying stunt. Was oh yeah, like when he would shoot himself out of cannon. Or yeah, that, that was like always that. my favorite part. Was at some, at some point Gonzo's going to shoot himself into the audience, or he's going to like <laughs> knock down half the set. Yeah, <laughs> or he's going to just blow up. Like because half of Gonzo's bits take place, you don't even see it happen. You're usually looking at Kermit backstage, and then you just see you see Gonzo walk off totally fine, and then you see him walk back in like in pieces. <laughs> And for some reason, that that was always my favorite part. Gonzo was always show. very good at that, though. I mean, even, he is Gonzo the Great. Even in uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, he gets himself into some hijinks. Although Rizzo is probably worse in Christmas Carol. Well, Rizzo's just getting dragged along for the ride, and Rizzo isn't a stunt person. So Rizzo's just kind of, you know, sitting there being a coward and getting dragged along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you watch A Muppet Christmas Carol this past Christmas? I did. I love. I do love A Muppet Christmas Carol. I think for people of our generation, that was probably one of the first, uh, you know, times we were exposed to the Muppets. It was. If nothing else, it was the first time we would have been old enough to, like, see and remember it, like, in a theater. Mm-hmm. So, like... And not for nothing, it is an extremely good version of a Christmas Carol. Like from a from a li- <laughs> from a literary standpoint, it's an extremely faithful adaptation. Oh, absolutely! <clears throat> and Michael Caine does like possibly the best Scrooge that I've ever seen. Michael but- Caine is like when you look at his career, it's like. Wow, you really can do anything. <laughs> he really can, especially because like he is playing that completely 100% straight. Like he is not nodding to the fact that these are puppets at all. <laughs> like he he is he is doing this Royal Shakespeare Company straight. The entire time yeah. and he's surrounded by like fucking Bean the Bunny who's sitting there going like, "Oh, shucks, Mr. Scrooge, that turkey's bigger <laughs> than me." <laughs> but like <laughs> But, but and he's just sitting there like and he is playing it like he is talking to Patrick Stewart, but it's being the bunny. I know. But that's kind of how you have to be with the Muppets, because they're going to be so ridiculous. You need yeah. something to kind of ground you in reality. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have like a Michael Caine who's going to like bring you back down and be like, OK, guys, like, let's 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 do this. And then Gonzo comes flying across the screen and Miss Piggy is uh, beating someone with a stick <laughs> or doing, doing some <laughs> shit that Miss Piggy does. Um, but this movie also exemplifies something that is not often talked about when it comes to the Muppets. What's that? The Muppets we don't like. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to do unpopular opinion time. Well, I don't think it's going to be that unpopular okay do you do you have a muppet you don't like i don't like scooter really um really i i i find him annoying but um and the other one i know which i believe is very well known as i cannot stand robin (laughs) like like i cannot stand that fucking tiny little frog like he's so fucking annoying (laughs) he's so saccharine sweet it's like it's like he's just a little like lump of sugar with like a syrup chaser and it's just i can't stand it i know and he kind of he's that kind of like uh what's the word i'm looking for there was a, a a trend in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s of having these like wise old men, little children. Yeah. Where it's like, (laughs) they just, they loved to have a kid who was like wise beyond his years. And it's like, I I don't give a flying fuck about children, (laughs) let alone (laughs) this one. So you can stop right here, Robin. I find him to be so annoying I really can't stand him. I think he ruins Muppet Family Christmas. Like, the whole Tiny Tim thing, I just wanted to, like, punch him in the throat. I was like, when is the fucking uh, scabies going to take over and kill him? Oh, Jesus. Like, like, is this kid dead yet? Please, God. (laughs) 
No, but like that's that's kind of the thing is every time Robin comes on screen, you know, the funny's about to stop and we're going to start with the like over occasionally overly preachy wholesomeness that the Muppets are guilty of on occasion, which I appreciate. But it has to be done like really well. And it has to be from the characters that are normally like kooky crazy. That's what makes it touching is like to know that these characters that are like off the walls, bouncy, crazy, like insane things also have like heart and and love and and kind of community. And when you have those moments, that's kind of what makes them loving. But having Robin, who's just always like the the fucking Debbie Downer of every party. Like seriously. <laughs> it's like Gonzo's oh, getting guys. shot out of a cannon and Robin's over here like, do you guys have a minute to talk about friendship? And it's like Robin, <laughs> fuck off. Gonzo's <laughs> about to shoot himself out of a cannon. And if you're and if you don't shut the fuck up, you're gonna be next. <laughs> I hate Robin. I really, truly do not like that <laughs> fucking Muppet. He is, he's just so annoying. Ugh. I hate him. I feel like now is also the perfect time to point out that I hate the song Rainbow Connection. I'm going to disagree. That's fine. You don't have <laughs> I, to agree. I love Rainbow Connection, and I know that a lot of people hate it because it is kind of saccharine, but it's kind of like Over the Rainbow. Like, Over the Rainbow is very... I don't like that song either. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. (laughs) It's literally one of my favorite songs ever written. Like ever written. (laughs) I think it's one of the best songs that has ever been written by anyone ever. You are entitled to your opinion. I don't like that song. If nothing else, because A, it takes fucking forever. It is so short song. It's like two minutes. It feels like an eternity. And it's because they're singing so damn slow. It's like... (laughs) How is this possible? I don't like Over the Rainbow. I I feel unburdened being able to say it loud. See, I think that's one of the reasons I don't like it. Because A, it feels very sad to me, which I don't like as the gay anthem. And B, it feels like it takes fucking forever. Like, I understand that Judy sang it. I understand it's from A Wizard of Oz. I get it. Not my favorite song. I'm truly hurt (laughs) and honestly shocked. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know what to make of this. There's nothing really to make of it. I just don't, I just don't like the song. This podcast is over, isn't it? I was like, I don't even have words. I don't have words for what I'm experiencing right now. Betrayal. (laughs) betrayed bewildered (laughs) wrong response i'm not sure let's start from the beginning (laughs) all right amigo damn straight (laughs) and we're back to the birdcage um speaking of amazing movies Mm -hmm. we are almost at the end of our muppet episode and i'm sure that we will have to talk about them again like movie by movie because it's it's just impossible to get to every muppet movie we love in one episode but here, uh, this is a really great question that you posed, and I okay. have given it a lot of thought. Okay. Is there a horror movie you would love to see the Muppets parody or, or send up? I think I would like to see them do kind of a classic monster movie, something like Dracula or Frankenstein's, one of those two. I think would be a good fit for the Muppets because again, mm. you're in that kind of literary adaptation thing. Yeah. I, I, I get that. I'm surprised they never did like a Jekyll and Hyde one. I mean, <clears throat> Animal I think they could have the gotten through hide. with it. <laughs> <laughs> like Kermit turns into animal when he oh drinks a potion. That would be a great movie. I would, I, I think Miss Piggy's part in that would actually be the funniest because like. Or Kermit turns into Piggy. <laughs> She's Hyde. That's, that's Victor Victoria. <laughs> I like but, my ham hot. Le, le ham hot. That would be a great parody. I'm going to write this. We're going to do, we're going to do a Jekyll and Hyde send up as the Muppets. 
Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think you could do Jekyll and Hyde. I think you could do Frankenstein. I think you could do Dracula. I th- I think pretty much anything where you're basing it off of one of the universal one monsters. of the, one of the universal monsters would work. I think it, it gets a little touchy with horror because it doesn't tend horror movies don't partic- particularly tend to have large casts. Mm. which can be a problem when you have like that big ensemble that the Muppets are. But I feel like Jekyll and Hyde, you could probably get away with pulling a few strings and adding a couple characters and you'd be fine. Mm. What would you pick? I have two off the top of my head and you're all going to laugh at me because you know exactly what they are. Um, One is Halloween (laughs) <laughs> would be a great movie to see the Muppets do. Don't you Who's think? Who's Michael Myers? It's just Gonzo in a Shatner mask with like oh, really no. long nose. It's Sam. <laughs> Sam the Eagle? <laughs> Sam the Eagle is definitely Michael Myers. <laughs> Don't you think he'd be the perfect <laughs> Michael Myers? It's just Michael doesn't talk. <clears throat> and like half of Sam's funny is the fact that he's so deadpan. But it's also just the look in his eyes. He always looks so stern and angry. <laughs> it's just at some point, like, Piggy has to kick him or something, and he has to go, ow. <laughs> like, like, he has to say something. Like, Yeah, which is why my other option is Scream. <laughs> the Muppets in Scream would be great. There's a kid-friendly... <laughs> or paranormal activity i think would be a great is, is kermit movie. playing billy loomis like sure no i think <laughs> gonzo's billy loomis i think gonzo is billy who is Stu? rizzo probably <laughs> gonzo and rizzo are the killers in scream <laughs> oh my god I would love to see them in Paranormal Activity because there is no bound to the shenanigans that can happen to the Muppets. Yeah, but then you really do just have like Kermit and Piggy. But you don't have to stick to, you know, like it doesn't That's have true. to be an That's exact true. replication. That's very true. I, I would even just take like a good ghost movie. You know what would actually, I think it's not quite a horror movie, but something that I would really like to see the Muppets do is I would really like to see the Muppets do a murder mystery. Like something a la Clue. Mm. Like, I think that could be really interesting. Like an Agatha Christie kind of situation, like Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, like Murder on the Orient Express or And Then There Were None. Like, I think that that could be really fun. I would go for that. I would watch that. Especially if they actually do Clue, because then Gonzo gets to be Wadsworth. Do you think they would make Gonzo Wadsworth or do you think they'd give it to Kermit? I think they'd give it to Gonzo. I don't think, I don't think, I think Kermit's probably Mr. Green. Yeah, probably. And then Sam would be uh, Professor Plum. Yes. (laughs) 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 Which would be great. Um, Also getting to hear Kermit say, um, uh, and I'm a homosexual. (laughs) (laughs) I work for the State Department. And I'm a homosexual. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of this, but oh, I have God. to keep it a secret or I'd lose my job my job on security grounds. <laughs> <laughs> like getting to hear Kermit say he's a homosexual would be wonderful and would be great with Miss Piggy as Mrs. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> would, would Miss Piggy be Mrs. Peacock or would she be? Um, I think she'd probably be Scarlet. The cook. Oh, I was going to say the cook. <laughs> no, to, to be perfectly honest with you, I would expect them to make like Fozzie the cook or something like that. No, because Fozzie's Colonel Mustard. Mm, yeah, Fozzie is Colonel Mustard. Who is the cook? The Swedish chef, clearly. Well, duh. Yeah. No. <laughs> the Swedish chef is definitely the cook. Um, who's the singing telegram? Probably Janice. Yeah, I'll give that to Janice. Uh, who is Animal? He has to make an appearance. Animals the motorist? Maybe? No, Animals Mr. Body. Yeah, Animal is definitely Mr. Body. And <laughs> um, I don't know about the motorist, but I think the cop would be Rolf. two people. What? I think it'd be Rolf. 
See, I think they could split it and make it Beaker and uh uh Oh bun Beaker and honeydew. Beaker and Buns. Yeah, honeydew. Yeah. Um I think that they could definitely be the cops. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've recast Clue with the Muppets. I know. <laughs> who would be the motorist? I need to know. Who who always drives when they go when they're in the car? It's usually Fozzie. Mm, it is usually Fozzie. But Fozzie's Colonel Mustard. Who would be the motorist? I could see Ralph being the motorist. That's true. It could be Ralph. It could be Ralph. But I could also see Ralph being um, uh, the cop who comes in at the end who's like, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. <laughs> <laughs> who's Mrs. White? I don't know. There aren't a lot of girl Muppets. There aren't. And there aren't a lot of sarcastic girl Muppets. No, there really aren't. Which is a shame. If you know who would be Mrs. White, you should you should write in and tell us. Maybe <laughs> Sam would actually be Mrs. White. In drag. <laughs> Sam the Eagle in drag. Sam the Eagle in drag as Mrs. White. That would be pretty good. I would go for that. <laughs> All right, kids. I think that's about it for the Muppets. We've talked about as much as we can without delving too deeply into any of the movies because we are going to come back to the movies on an individual on an individual basis we have to i think it's impossible not to okay <laughs> i'm ready to go i'm going to force you to do it so you don't have a choice oh, okay. um that's it for us kids i hope you enjoyed this episode uh we hope you're staying healthy and safe and uh home so please uh continue to wash your hands and use your hand sanitizer and don't forget that the pizzy miles variety hour is coming up um in just about a week on may 30th at 8 p.m it is a saturday and you can find it on facebook live on pizzy miles uh facebook page and so until next week stay spoopy and remember be all right. Us oh, Smalley, you saved me. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Muppet Treasure Island, distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures 1996. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Jewel Productions. Barbara Jewel Productions.